magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and spiritual coach. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. (laughs) Welcome, welcome, welcome. Have a seat. (laughs) Ah, So what has, I was just, I realize I'm feeling a little bit scattered, and I don't know why, just today. But you know what? Mercury is going retrograde, and we are in the shadow period. Mm, Well, I have been feeling a little bit scattered, but I thought it was because I had an edible on Wednesday night. Oh, does that does that keep you scattered for? I guess it's been we record this on yeah, Friday. I do well since I rarely um, eat marijuana, mm-hmm. cannabis, or smoke it. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I do, yeah, it's like a few days where uh, I'm like, yeah. why? Why do I feel so weird? Uh, like, oh yeah, <laughs> maybe. And you had your edible for our power hour, which was lots mm-hmm. of fun. Yeah. Um, but. Maybe next time you really should just have some, a glass of wine. Like a beer or something. Yeah. 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 I know. I want to do that. I just like, it. it's been, I just haven't felt like having alcohol, you know, when you're like, oh, I just don't yeah. want it. Oh, yeah. That's, what, that's well, the feeling I've had. So I'm like, oh, but uh, an edible sounds okay. Well, you don't have to be under the influence for our power hour. Stop pressuring me. <laughs> <laughs> to not be under the influence. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, though, right? It was. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are really fun. And we are doing another one in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's a, yeah. We, a week and a half. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, me too. It's fun. Um, I'm hanging out with everybody. Yeah. So, and we do that so on Instagram that's, Live. In yeah, that's, people <laughs> don't that's know an Instagram Live thing. Yeah. So this week, if you're new to the show, we um, pick cards at the end of the week and then we talk about how they influenced our week. Are you okay? You look like you are. Is the volume okay? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Um, Yeah. So how about you? What what did we pick? What happened? (laughs) (laughs) So last at the end of the week, last week, at the end of the podcast last week, you drew Amber, the Amber card from Colette Baron Reed's um, Spirit Crystals Oracle yeah, that or something. Right. Crystal Spirit Oracle. Uh-huh. And then I drew Honor the Cycles from Cosmic Dancer Oracle. And yours Who was about. Who does the Cosmic Dancer Oracle? Oh, that's by me. Oh, Tess Whitehurst. Tess Whitehurst? Okay. <laughs> Just checking. <laughs> Thank you for the plug. Um, so your card was about letting go of old stories or old mm-hmm. past life stuff and ancestral stuff. And my card was about um, honoring the, the grand cycles of time and realizing that there's uh, potential to heal and grow even when you're in the challenges and like spiritual growth potential mm-hmm. and cultural challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> well, so for me, um, yeah, the start of the week, I've been having these really intense meditations where my guides have been giving me a lot of power, like light, sending me a lot of light in specific ways (laughs) where it's like they're kind of showed me this like pyramid. Anyway, excuse me. It's like they're like 
they were showing me like first they were giving me this light through my third eye and then I know and then they were directing me upwards almost like the top part of me was a pyramid does that make sense yeah oh okay great (laughs) 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 oh my god yeah yeah that 100% makes sense I would look at that we're in the magic monday podcast world okay yes um and it's been like Essentially, what they were showing, I was like, what is the purpose of this? Because then they, it was this whole thing that I usually would only get in a Merkaba meditation. But now I think because I was doing it enough, they're now like giving this, I'm able to access them outside of it too. Yeah. So anyway, essentially, they were showing me about expanding my energy outward. And that was in, in this intricate kind of light filled way. <laughs> that That is how um, I'm going to be and how I am um, breaking through old patterning. But expanding the light, like it's about expanding, expanding. Um, And then I started to have all these realizations about worthiness that we touched on um, in the uh, lie, Instagram live. But, but really I was having these real feelings of, I talked about this in there, but how like, I woke up and I had all these things I had to do and I was feeling heavy, kind of this invalidation energy, like, like I'm not doing it. I'm not doing good. And then I was like, wait a minute. What if none of this was about me being worthy? Like, what if I did nothing and I'm still totally 100% worthy? And it was so freeing. Um, And it's like a thousand percent the opposite of how my mother lived her life, you know, and how it really was modeled to me. It's a real ancestral thing about productivity. I mean, she had a Capricorn moon and she was really, really intense, like really intense about work. Um, Anyway, and um, so relieving myself of that is um, a lot. (laughs) It's an ancestral healing, basically. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and it's not like 100% here by any means, but I just keep coming back to it of like, oh, yeah. I'm actually a, totally worthy whatever happens. Yes. So that that was good. Yeah, and what we also talked about in our cocktail power hour was that in the Good Vibe Tribe, we happened to clear oh, a pattern yeah. that was exactly that. Like that I did a Akashic clearing for the group and it was completely about worthiness and basing our worth on anything other than the divine perspective of us, which is completely all the time 100% infinitely worthy. I mean, we're really as a society taught, and, and not just all our culture, but I would say most cultures, yeah. that, that our worth is totally dependent on outside things. Yeah, external all things. number of things. Yeah. Like our appearance, our age, our yeah. income, our, our career, our education level. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, un- for, so freeing ourselves from that is, is really huge. Yeah. And and yes. the truth. It's the actual truth. I mean, look at right. <laughs> this is yes. what I was I feel like a stone thought, but it's just like does anybody ever like look at a flower or a tree and be like, "Well, what did you do today?" Or like, yeah. "What what did you prove yourself yet today?" Right. Which yeah. is this feeling that I know my mother had, which is very sad for her, you know, and that yeah. I got as a result 
uh, you know, of living. I mean, she taught that to me. So anyway, yeah, it's very freeing to, I mean, look at our crystals. It's just like they're just exist and they're great. And same They're just us. sitting there. They're yeah, just, we're not like, what are yeah. you going to do today? You're sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> do something already. Ugh. Lazy crystals. Yeah, except the pretty ones. They show their worth. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's all bullshit. <laughs> All right. Well, what about you? Did it work for you this week? Yeah. I mean, like I said, same, very similar um, clearing that pattern. But also I was going to tell you, there's this other way I've been letting go of stories that's so interesting to me that it's, um, I spoke a few weeks ago about Existential Kink, which is a book by Carolyn Elliott about shadow work. And in that book, she mentioned once this other book called The Breakthrough Experience. Have you heard of it? Uh Uh-uh. It's been this interesting rabbit hole I've been going down because oh. it's a book that came out, I don't know, like in the early 2000s okay. um, by a guy named Dr. John Demartini. Okay. And it in it, he has this process that is, he calls it the quantum collapse process. Mm. It's a real trippy book. It's okay. it's real trippy. But there's this... Um, it's it's she has these forms and you when you have an issue with a person in your life you fill out this form and you talk about like what are the traits you like about them what are the Uh, traits you don't like about them and then you find those traits in yourself yeah all of them because he's like every single person has every trait and then you like examine these different ways like how has how did them having that trait actually help you and then how does you having that trait actually help other people? Mm. Like it's this big, deep exploration. And he calls it quantum collapse because the concept mm. is like we're all one. So if you have an issue with someone, it's really like a projection. So when you do this exercise, you collapse that Whoa. imaginary separation yes. and you kind of like it has been really interesting. It's, he says to start with your parents. So oh I started boy. with my parents. You start with the hard ones. Yeah, because it's like, the I think those are just so foundational. Mm-hmm. But it, I've been working on it throughout the week, like just pulling Ooh. up other people, different people I've had challenges with. And it's it's fascinating. And I do feel power coming back to yeah, me from totally. it. Yeah, that, totally. Yeah, that's really interesting. It reminds me of this book called Radical Forgiveness. Do you know that oh, book? Oh, I don't think I do know this My one. My friend Kia that I mentioned a few times. Hi, Kia. She's a listener also. Hi, Kia. Um, <laughs> she is like a big user of that book. And I, I ha- it's essentially, I think it's a similar process I, um, where you, when you're working with someone that you're upset with, you, I, it, I think it's similar. I don't want to speak out of turn. I should look at it because I have it and I actually don't. I haven't done it. Um, but I know that she's had great success with that. And um, and it does sound really similar, like really examining what it is that's coming up and then owning it for yourself and stuff like that. I'll yeah. look into it in between. Um, yeah. And I, that just also reminded me, I did my, uh, I had my Zoom class where we de-energized past lives. And it oh, yeah. what you're saying, past lives. Theme. So we started with a theme that is happening for us now, de-energize it, and then looked into the past life and um, um, and de-energize the same theme. And it was the same thing about your power. I Every time that happens, I feel my power coming back to me with each de-energizing mm-hmm. of the past life. It's like, woo, yeah. I feel it. It was 
not to go on too much about that, but it was such a great class. We had a great time. Ah, and that's so good. Yeah, because then the people were telling me, because at the end, then we brought in the power, our, our ascended masters came in and magnetized our future, the, the opposite energy that we want to bring in. So it is like shadow work in a way, like, you know, letting go of the shame, seeing it, owning it, letting it go, and then bringing in the opposite, like worthiness, if that's something that you have a hard time feeling in this lifetime and magnetizing it. And people, I mean, I just love working with people on that level, with that, hearing what they have to say, because like certain people said their future selves were like alien. They saw, one person saw an alien, like doing Ah. amazing work, and like, Ah. and another person saw themselves as an elf witch, and I'm just like, oh my god, these are my people (laughs) (laughs) elf witches and aliens i love you (laughs) yeah i mean it's natural evolution of my soul i love that (laughs) that's right exactly (laughs) (laughs) i just like we have so much power you know and dimensions so much dimension yes and it's just like all there existing for us Mm to to accept into our lives you can accept the elf witch into your life (laughs) (laughs) but but really it's like you know we spend so much time with these stories caught in our story these limiting stories that just aren't serving us and and we have so much we can receive yeah it's really beautiful all right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on that note what are onwards we doing and upwards now? that's right um are we gonna well what's on our list okay My Virgo. so just to reiterate we have another cocktail power hour oh, yeah. coming up on instagram that's on september 30th which is the day before the full moon on yeah. october 1st which is the harvest moon Yes. And so, yeah, we're going to be hanging out at 4 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Central, and 7 p.m. Eastern on Mm -hmm. Magic Monday Podcast Instagram page. And Tess Um, may be doing a beer bong. Uh, you know <laughs> guzzling we'll see it, if I how I feel doing shots you know or maybe nothing but yeah, either way yeah you can come on there ask us questions we'll talk about the theme of the week yep and so and Natasha has something to promote now do what I like to promote? Oh, but wait. Oh, you're going to promote Oh, you want me after? to start? Oh, no, I, I can't. Start. Well, okay. I was just going to say, actually, I don't really um, for this week, but I think what I'm going to do is do what I did last week with um, the energy tune up on the new and full moon. So I'll probably be, Ooh. I'll talk about it next week, but I'll probably be doing it the day after hours. Um, so I'll be working with the energy of the week by um, having a Q&A before about it and then bringing in uh, meditation where we all work with the energy of the week to assimilate nice. it. Yeah. And it, yeah, that's all. What about okay. you? Well, I would like to tell you guys that I am reopening the doors to the Good Vibe Tribe Online School of Magical Arts on October 1st, which again is the full moon, harvest moon, and the doors will only be open for seven days. Um, This is a really great membership program that is through my website, TessWhitehurst.com. It gives you access to my 13 online workshops, which are video workshops with PDF assignments. And also a Facebook community that is stellar, just really awesome people Mm -hmm. talking about spirituality on Facebook. 
And um, on Tuesday nights, we do live web chats every Tuesday night. So that's another part of the Good Vibe Tribe Online School of Magical Arts. So you can learn about that at TessWhitehurst.com and click on the Good Vibe Tribe. And you can learn more, watch some videos about it, and get on the waiting list. So I'll let you know right away as soon as the doors open. And it's a real, yeah, like you said, it's really great. Thank you. It's a real uplifting thing to have in your life on a regular basis that spiritual touchstone i do love touchstone? it i love being is a that part a of real it. word yeah i think touchstone is a real oh word. great okay i wasn't sure if i was <laughs> saying it right <laughs> all right and was that it for that yes that okay. was my promotion yes great and you all if you wouldn't mind please reviewing us on apple Podcasts or wherever you listen we're really forever grateful we love you so much for doing that um and our love is conditional based on that let's be clear <laughs> just kidding um but we do really appreciate it we love you anyway um and yeah it just helps people find our show and um find us so um We're going to read a review from Hawk Child, which says, Beautiful energy. Thank you for being real. Your voices transmit compassion and authenticity, and you've created a sacred and safe place with your podcast. It's become a weekly ritual now to listen to Magic Mondays. Aw, thanks, Hawk Child. Yeah, thank you so much. That reminds me, that name of, we've started watching Cobra Kai do you know about this? Oh, yeah. I've seen it. We, Ted and I have talked you about did? it. You did? Did you? Well, no, I haven't oh, seen the oh, show. I've seen oh. that it exists. Oh, my is God. Is it good? The first season is so good. Like, the first episode, I was like, "This is this cheesy? But then as it goes on, it's like, oh, if this isn't cheesy. This is the best show ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh. There's a character that is named Hawk. That's what made me think of it. The second season is full on cheesy, I think. But um. I'm so committed we all are now that um i'm still loving it i really Uh, i really do love it but especially the guy it's (laughs) why am i talking about this i'm just gonna say that (laughs) it's the original people from the karate kid so ralph macchio and the and the guy the his um enemy and his enemy now it's centered more on him and and He's so, it's just so, oh my God, Ted would love it, actually. You guys really? have to watch it. Yes. Well, we have like considered, it, Ted was wanting to watch it for a while, but then he realized it was a show and not a movie. Oh, no. <laughs> he just so wanted good. it to be a movie. And then yeah. when he found out it was a show, he was like, I don't want to commit to that. Oh, no. He should commit to it. it okay. Yeah. Yeah. Through the, okay. at least through the two first two episodes. I'll yeah. see if I can okay. convince him to. Okay. I can cross that off my list of things I was going to talk about. Just kidding. That wasn't on my list. <laughs> <laughs> but it came up. Uh, okay, so now we're going to go to our interview, right? So we have yes. human design, um, I guess she called just human design professional. I wasn't sure if it's a facilitator or what. Consultant? She called herself a professional in her okay. um, yeah, bio. But um, just a brief little thing here. I had been seeing it everywhere and I was like, what? is this This looks amazing and I asked Tess if she'd heard of it and she was like no never heard of it and then we both got readings from her as you'll hear and it's really really cool so we're excited to have her on and now you can hear our interview with Kate Good. okay we are so excited to have Kate Good on 
Kate Good is a certified human design professional, kundalini yoga instructor, and Reiki practitioner. In her business, The Light Lines, she uses human design to help clients understand their energetic blueprint and provides yoga and energy healing recommendations to empower them to be their own healers. Thank you for being here, Kate. Welcome, Kate. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So Kate gave both Tess and I a human design reading. Is that what you call it? Would you call mm-hmm. it a reading? Yeah. Um, before to familiarize us with the whole process. Um, but yeah, we were, we're both total newbies to it. Um, and I was like, we have to have a human design professional on and we're so excited that Kate is here yeah Um, and the readings were I mean all we did was give her our name and birthday and then she talked to me for quite a while all about the details of my personality and how my energy shows up and I was like yep that's exactly right Mm -hmm. I can totally and it was really helpful because I was like Mm -hmm. I know that stuff but I didn't know it in this particular way like the way that she showed me a picture even. So anyway, we'll let Kate talk about yeah. <laughs> what this even is. So what, yeah. tell our listeners what human design is. Yeah, absolutely. So human design essentially is, uh, it shows you what your energetic user manual is. So working with all of these different spiritual modalities and ways of healing and understanding how our energetic bodies work, human design kind of ties that all together. So it's your one-stop shop to understand like how you show up in the world, and also how others interact with you and vice versa. So once you can understand these things, you're so much more in line with who you truly are. You're able to step into really your soul's purpose, your life's purpose, because you understand you're different, you operate different than other people. And similarly, you can have more compassion for the people around you because you know, oh, okay, well, maybe their energy is a little bit different, so they need more time to do this. Or maybe... Uh, I need to give them something to respond to, to fully get them to engage with me or to get the information that you need. Whatever it is, human design is really all about showing us that each one of us is very special. We're very unique and our energies all function differently. And it's really just giving us permission to step into that and to be more aligned and really embodied in ourselves. So that's kind of the high level of what it shows you, like the nitty gritty of what it actually is. Uh, So I know um, if you've ever looked up what your human design chart is, or listeners who maybe have, you know, stumbled across human design before, what you'll see is the body graph. And so the body graph is sort of like your astrology chart, except it's literally showing you your body and all of the different energetic centers. And so there are a few different things that are layered onto your chart. Human design pulls from all of these ancient systems. So we've got the Chinese I Ching in there. There are the hexagrams along the side. We have astrology, also the chakra system, uh, the Judaic Kabbalah tree of life. And there's also some, you know, quantum physics and quantum under like mechanics mm-hmm. at play here. So it's this really magical system that's just tying together all of this ancient wisdom and giving you a super clear picture of what your energy is like and how you show up in the world. And one more thing I'll say about that just really quick is um, there are 2 billion different configurations mm-hmm. of what a human design chart can be. So that's just further confirmation 
that you really are meant to just be you Mm. and what works for other people doesn't always work for you and that's totally okay so that's the whole kind of purpose for human design and how you can use it so who came up with this like did somebody discover like oh if I combine all these things and were hallucinogens involved (laughs) (laughs) not that I know of but it is a pretty crazy story So human design was only really uh, founded in 1987. Mm. So the founder, uh, his name was Alan, but his spiritual name is Ra-Uru-Hu. And he was a marketing marketing executive, like a totally normal guy. And he was living in Ibiza and sort of just was directed to download human design. So for eight straight days, he was just sitting and recording all of this information and, you know, devoted the rest of his life to codifying it and making it uh, accessible for other people. And yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty fascinating. So yeah, I do think the, 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 <laughs> some kind of drug was involved for sure. Yeah. Well, I think the way that he's explained it is um, a supernova collapsed or exploded so there was a burst of neutrinos in the universe that kind of showered down on earth so we were given this information Mm. but you know whatever works for you (laughs) (laughs) on ayahuasca just kidding I mean I channel and look at talk to aliens so who am I kidding yeah no judgment on that I mean lots of amazing spiritual things happen on hallucinogens exactly (laughs) talk to dead people totally so um but so is he alive still no he passed away uh I think in the mid 2000s give him a call (laughs) see what's up um okay that part isn't as important go ahead Tess I what I wonder is is it did you just use my birthday and my name or like did you do an eating reading like how do you get this chart Mm -hmm. yeah so it's totally just based off of your birth date time and location oh right that's what we also gave you okay yeah so um it's like astrology exactly Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just like astrology. So it's showing you how all of the different planetary influences are shaping your actual physical form. So that's okay. a little different from astrology where, you know, it's still working with the same archetypes. Like the planets still mean the same things, but there are the layers of the I Ching, which are kind of like flavoring your energy. So you may have this certain Mars placement and it's associated with the zodiac sign that you're familiar with. Um, but it could be, you know, in the gate, the eaching hexagram gate of joy. And so that's connecting how your communication style is really about Mm. like, you know, bringing joy and uplifting people. So it's adding that additional layer. And then when you see all that corresponding to the different centers on your body, so the energetic centers, you can see how it's sort of like, oh, here's how physically these archetypes and these energies are imprinted on my physical body and how that might show up or how the signals that you're getting from your body might come with that certain energy attached to it. I see. So, and so something else, um, just for our listeners, in case you guys don't know this, I didn't, um, is that there are certain energy centers or chakras and there, did you call them open or closed? Was that, or open or what was that? Open Defined. or what? Defined. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Which I thought was really interesting. Cause it was like my, um, crown and my third eye are, and throat maybe were all open and 
than there are other centers that were defined and it was interesting to conceptualize them in that way because that means like the open ones are open to energy other people's energy and the defined ones are kind of like have more of a boundary around them right is that am i explaining this yeah yeah is that just real quick question Mm -hmm. i know that you said something like 70 percent of all people are generators Mm. and then so are all generators like uh, and Tess is a manifesting generator. So there's like two different kinds of generators. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that kind, are they all, do they all have open crown? Um, oh yeah. That's a good question. Or was that specific to Tess? Yeah. So it is very specific. So I guess the highest level or the thing to understand first is the different types. Um, so I'll just quickly touch on the centers yeah. and I'll kind of dive into what each type means and how that works. Uh, but essentially everyone has different open centers and closed centers. The only thing, um, there are certain centers that are defined in, so if you're a generator, for example, that signature is you have a defined sacral, but you could have uh, other open centers, you know, any combination of other open and defined centers, but essentially open centers are where we're taking in and amplifying other people's energies. So it's kind of like our information antenna. So versus, you know, working with Reiki, learning about, oh, is this center blocked or is it open? How is the energy flowing? It's more so how is the energy being received? Um, So having something defined doesn't mean that you're like totally blocking out everything else Mm -hmm. or you have a blocked center. It's more that's you, that's like your consistent, the consistent way that you're processing energy in that center. Or like showing up in the world, right? Showing up in the world. Exactly. So like having an open head center, that means that you're, you have so much inspiration pouring in. You're very good at seeing different perspectives. Whereas a defined head center, you know, I have a defined head, so I can say I'm, I can get kind of set in my ways. Like I can't tell you the number of times that I have used the phrase, uh, my work's cut out for me incorrectly because I learned it the wrong way once. And, you know, that's how I'm always going to say it. Ah. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, so as, but what about like, as you grow and change, I mean, does that show up in the body graph or is this just like, you know, what it is? Yeah. Well, you definitely become more wise to your centers, I think, as time goes by, Um, especially the open ones. Mm -hmm. That's where people tend to hold the most. um, I mean, that's really where shadow work can happen. Mm. Because in your open centers, if you're over-identifying with energy that isn't yours over long periods of time, firstly, it's exhausting. And secondly, it also... um, you're kind of amplifying the good and the bad. So maybe you're holding on to other people's emotions in a way that isn't healthy. Or I know a big one for a lot of people is having an open uh, ego center. So mm. that's kind of associated with the heart. It's also called the will center, has a few names. <laughs> but um, that whole thing is the, having an open center, you're taking and amplifying other people's uh, drive energy. That's so not the maybe, solar plexus? That's. It's, it's right above the solar plexus. Oh. The solar plexus is associated with emotions. Oh, okay. um, but there are, yeah, little nuances. So that is going to be the open ego center is more going to make you feel like you have to work 10 times harder than everyone else. Your mm. self-worth, you don't have like 
necessarily self-generated self-worth. So that's something you have to learn and work on as you go. So having that open, you can learn from people who have, you know, fantastic sense of self, how to value yourself and how to really live in that high expression. But a lot of the time we have to go through, okay, this is what happens when I, you know, set crazy deadlines, didn't sleep for 24 hours because, and got paid, you know, $3 for my work because I didn't think that I didn't want to make anyone upset or like, I didn't want to rock the boat because you're not really valuing yourself. So like with, um, astrology, there are, um, like healthy expressions and like challenged expressions, or there's like different parts along on the timeline of evolution. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what I'm getting. Yeah. Like you can show up in various ways based on the way that your <clears throat> energy centers are closed or not closed, defined or open. Exactly. Yeah. And there's, so, um, there's very much, it's a maturity and it's over time just being, being able to sit with that and work with that and having your blue or having your, um, body graph and being able to see, okay, here's the traps that I'm more likely to fall into. Mm. Um, or even knowing, I think it's really great to use human design with children Mm. because, you know, as a parent, if you can look at your child's body graph and say, Oh, I need to make sure that, you know, when I give you instructions, for example, if you have an open root center, that can be like, you feel a lot of pressure from other Mm. people. So even if they don't intend, you know, they're telling you to clean your room, but they don't really intend it to be like, you have to do it right now and don't Mm -hmm. come out until you're done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's how they feel and experience that energy. And that's where we become conditioned. Mm. So conditioning is when you're behaving or acting out of alignment with what your natural energy is because of the influences or the pressures or, you know, like sometimes Mm -hmm. negative feelings that come from, you know, not knowing these different nuances in your chart. Is there any way to read it? (laughs) like because you you know gave us readings but like even still I would love to be able to look at it and be like oh yeah this means that like can you look up the I Ching numbers associated with it or yeah and along the same lines if our listeners want to do their own chart or find their own chart do they need to hire someone or is there somewhere online they can get this information so I definitely did my first introduction to human design with self-study um but that's very much in my personal, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I'm an investigator. And, Uh um, but I think just as a high level, the most important thing, and I think probably the most impactful and empowering part of the chart is just understanding what your type, uh, your authority and your strategy is. Um, So kind of, as I mentioned before, there are five different types. Uh, So we have the manifestors who are really like, they're initiators, they're fire starters, they're here to not do what anyone else is telling them, but to be super inspired and create in the world. Mm. They're technically the only type that is meant to like, you have an idea, go do it. Mm. Um, And like generated from just pure inspiration. Mm. And then we have the generators and the manifesting generators. So that's 70% of the population. So we actually live in a pretty generator world, Mm -hmm. uh, but we don't necessarily always honor what you know, a generator acts like. And a generator um, is supposed to just receive and go from there, like receive the information and then act according to their own internal motivation. Is that right? Is that what Yeah, you're... exactly. So the gut response is really the signature for um, the generator and manifesting generator. And that's where 
you're waiting to respond. So a great tip for generators, you have a ton of energy. It's like the sacral basically defines work and life force energy. So we're here and like have a battery pack that's just getting us excited. Once our sacral is saying, yes, I really want to do this. We can work forever. Mm. And, you know, but when you're committing to things that are really an internal no, mm-hmm. and this is driven by an aha uh-huh or uh-uh sound. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not talking about words. It's just that purely like gut pull towards something or like pulling away from something. Um, so you're meant to magnetize things to you. And if you're a generator who's like, well, how exactly do I do that? I would just start by paying attention to your surroundings. Like even scrolling through Instagram, see what excites you. And if you see something, like if you're thinking of starting uh, writing a book and you don't know what to write it about, you're scrolling through your Instagram, you see something that's really inspiring. You're like, oh, maybe that, that sparks something. And then wait for suddenly, maybe you'll run into someone and they'll be an expert in that field. And that's kind of guiding you and pulling the right tools into your life. So generators really just need to be driven by their sacral, it's also, it functions on yes or no questions. So if you are a generator or you're, you know, people who are generators and you want to support them, ask them yes or no question mm. to really ignite their sacral response to things so they can choose what's correct for them. So just asking broad, what do you want for dinner is endlessly frustrating for the mm. generator. <laughs> and that's sort mm. of the signature that you're out of alignment. Mm. Uh, if you're frustrated or you see someone just spinning out because they're getting in their head, just ask them do you want pizza? Do you want this? Mm-hmm. And that yes or no is just simple. It's going to get you on your way. So that's how a generator functions. But interestingly, you know, you can't really tell someone, oh, I made this decision because my gut told me these days. <laughs> but that is exactly how you should make decisions mm-hmm. and you can show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then real quick, the other types are projectors. So projectors are like the wise guides. They're the ones who have the best advice and they need to be invited into situations. So similar to the generator who's like waiting to magnetize things to them, the projector kind of just needs to be a lighthouse. They need to show off what their skills are. They need to show off that they know a lot, but not necessarily be like, you know, knocking on people's doors saying, hey, hire me to do this. People will automatically come to them when they're just in this beautiful state of like calm and waiting until their energy is fully recognized and appreciated. And this is super important for projectors because they don't have a defined sacral. Um, actually, m- most, no, none of the other types except for the generator sure. has a defined sacral. So that mm. means you have to be really wise about where you're using your energies. Otherwise, mm. you're going to burn out really quickly. Are um, manifesting generators, they're the same thing kind of as the generator? Yes. Oh, sorry. I jumped over that one. The manifesting generators are very similar to the generator. The difference is they have a little bit of that manifestors, like they can, things come from inspiration into physical reality really quickly. Mm. And they jump around from thing to thing. Like they're, they have partially that like, oh, I'm inspired. My gut's responding. Let me go do it. Um, but they also need to be, you know, making sure that they're checking with their gut. Yes or no. All of these things. Multitasking is super healthy for manifesting generators to mm. do. And a key thing for manifesting generators, also manifestors that I didn't mention before, but if you're running into resistance, make sure you're informing. So that means telling everyone who's going to be impacted by your jumps to the next thing, what you're doing, because mm. that will help them to support you and be there for you versus kind of, you know, 
the the difficulty for these types are they're not used to informing because they just think everybody is a self-starter and they just go Mm. um but for the rest of the types that can be like weird energy like why did that person just go or like why are they giving me all these assignments Mm. all of a sudden and Mm. there's a lot of resistance to that Mm -hmm. uh so for manifesting generators and manifestors making sure you're just keeping people in the loop that's super key and that's like Mm -hmm. the key to your success there yeah that's really helpful for me as a manifesting generator to just have that you know just to remember that Mm -hmm. instead of being confused like why is why did that unsettle what you because like i'm thinking of ted because sometimes wait i didn't know you were doing that thing oh Oh, yeah yeah why wouldn't you know that (laughs) <laughs> well, why do you need why to know? I have to tell you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, why do you need to know? That's funny. <laughs> and there is one more type that I'll touch on because yeah. they're, they're reflectors. They make up 1% of the population. Oh, wow. They're total unicorns. Wow. They're, who are they're, these people? Who are these people? <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> you know, like all of the types are beautiful in their own way, but reflectors have this like mysticism to them. Mm. Um, so they are the only type that's completely open. They have no defined centers. Wow. And the way they have to make decisions or the ways that it's advised that they make decisions is like wait for a full lunar cycle to go by. So 28 mm. days because the moon moves through different parts of their chart that mm. will kind of... Uh, like lighten up different centers. So if they're making, and this I would advise, like if you're making a huge decision, do this. Um, But if you're doing something like you just, you don't, like who has a month to wait? Right, like ice cream flavor. Ice cream flavor, exactly. Uh, (laughs) I'll be back at the full moon. (laughs) Or you just try all of the flavors. And because of all of this openness, like they really need to talk it out with other people, not because other people should tell them what they think or what to do, but there's that magic that happens just when you project it out onto Mm. someone else that you can really see it. Um, Projectors sort of operate this way as well, but for reflectors, it's very much like you kind of have to be ruthless in the people who you're around, the environments that you're around, because you're taking in and amplifying all of the energy. So if something feels off to you, it's only going to get more off if you stick in that place or stick with that person. Um, and that can be tricky for reflectors because they like being in auras and energies that they know. Um, so really just like understanding this about yourself and feeling empowered to be like, you know what? I don't feel the best when I'm in this situation. Mm. I'm going to look for something that's really exciting, that really lights me up. And their signature is sort of this like delighted surprise with life, which I just Mm. think is so sweet. And they can tell they're out of alignment when they're feeling really disappointed. Um, Have you ever met a reflector? Yes, actually, I'm lucky enough to have a brother who's a reflector. Yes. And so that is a very interesting dynamic because they also are kind of, they're designed to reflect the health of the community. So, you know, growing up in our family, it's always interested, interesting to know, like, oh, if he was really upset sometimes, or he like, you know, he went through a phase where he, he would get sick all the time. Like, oh, oh, well, I guess we needed to like adjust our energy. And none of us, you know, none of us knew anything about anything back then. Um, But it's really cool to be able to work with him now and be like, hey, make sure you're like doing these things and taking time to clear yourself out. And 
I mean, I hope he doesn't mind that I'm, he, he won't mind that I'm talking, but, um, but it's very much, he, he so becomes everything that he does. You know, he is an accountant and he's younger than I am, but he has the wisdom of someone who has been accounting for their entire life. He can recite tax code and is just so in it. Wow. Um, What about, I'm surprised he's not an artist. Oh, well, he also can play basically every single musical instrument. Wow. And has wow. Almost, like he built a computer just because he felt like it. Oh so my God. it's, yeah, it's very cool. He's not someone who's just set in one thing by any means. Does he have a partner? Like, mm-hmm. is he in a relationship? I, now I'm just yeah. asking you about your brother. <laughs> <laughs> I know, he's fascinating. It's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. It's just interesting to me how reflectors are, but maybe. Yeah, totally. Well, yeah, he is. He's actually married and it's very much, they work really well together. I have not done her human design chart yet, but I'm like itching to, um, but of course boundaries, like, you know, people will know. <laughs> yeah. It's um, but yeah, it's so fascinating because I feel like in their relationship, I don't know if he's meant, I don't, I wouldn't say that like, you know, they've become the same person or anything like that. Um, but they're so supportive of one another. And it's almost like, I feel like he can read everybody's mind, but he can read her mind just so well and is like, knows exactly what to say and exactly what to do. So it's really inspiring even and instructive to like watch that relationship play out because it's like, you know, he's someone who knows everybody else better than he knows himself. Well, I just looked it up and my daughter is a projector. So now I want to get a reading about that. Oh, yeah. That's so interesting. Of course, she's the only one of us. How, what percentage is projectors are projectors? About 20% of the population are projectors. And, oh, they're, you know. Every, everybody is so special. And part of human design, it just makes me love people so much because I'm like, you're so cool and special. Um, projectors, super wise. And if you've noticed, um, <laughs> I was in a course and the teacher has a daughter who's a projector. And she would say, you know, when her daughter was young, they couldn't drive around with the windows open because her daughter would be like screaming out the windows, like put on your helmet and telling people to like follow the rules because that's kind of what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to guide you and help you like, here's the best way to function. And, um, that's they don't totally, like it when you're not doing it. Let me they tell you. <laughs> and that's where it's almost like a really, I, I happen to have like a, a friend group that is 90% projectors, which really shocked me when I found that because I was like, are you all of the 20% of the population? Like, what? <laughs> um, But it, it was really helpful because understanding their signature when they're out of alignment is bitterness. And it's easy for them to feel like no one's listening to them. People don't respect them or they're not honoring all yeah. of the wonderful things that they have to share with the world. Yeah. And yeah. And the way that you can kind of, you know, hack the system there is just make sure you're asking if people want your advice before you give it or say like, do you want to hear what I have to think about this? And as someone who knows now that all of these people are projectors in my life, making sure I'm checking in with them and being like, what have you learned lately? Or I, I would love to get advice from you mm. or and just those little prompts make them feel so special. And then saying thank you and like genuinely honoring them and appreciating them 
totally shifts their energy. Yeah, uh, I can't I need to you, know what Ted is. Yeah, I can't tell you how often my daughter will say, you're not listening when it's just that we're not agreeing with her. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. That's not yeah. the same thing. <laughs> we are listening. We just aren't agreeing. Um, anyway, to, am I, I'm sorry if I'm sounding really tinny. Oh, no, I feel like you sound a little better. I don't oh, know. okay. Um, but yeah, to, there is so much here. And and to, I don't know if there's a way to put a bow on it for now. But is there, would you say, and everyone should go get a reading from Kate because it is so complex. And she yeah, really illuminating. Is, yeah, she's really able to um, distill it, uh, you know, to say it in a way that's understandable and helpful. Um, but is there... Would you, what do you think is like, I guess you said the overall thing you love about it is mm. understanding yourself better and other people. Is that what you would say is like the most helpful thing about getting this, a reading or getting, you know, learning more about your human design chart? Yeah, a hundred percent. And in a very sort of tactical way, it's almost like once you know these things about yourself, watch as things change. Um, watch as you're able to manifest things that maybe you've been struggling with or to just sit with all of the different blocks and see, oh, okay. Oh my gosh. I've had this like false belief about myself for so many years and it can just really be a source of relief for people more than anything to understand, okay, well, I'm a projector. I shouldn't be mass applying to jobs. I should just wait for people to come to me mm. or as a manifester, I shouldn't feel confined that I have to listen to what other people think I should do or the ways that things should be done because I have these innovative solutions that haven't even existed yet. Um, and really it's just helping you to understand the functionality and also the magic of what makes you who you are mm -hmm. and being able to set yourself free from these different societal trappings that have made you feel less or made you feel like, you're not special because the truth is we're all so special. We're all so unique and we're all puzzle pieces. The world needs you to be who you are and you were specifically created in this beautiful way. And the more you can tap into that energy and use it, the more that you're setting a fantastic energetic and also personal example for people around you to help them wake up as well. Mm, that's beautiful. Yes. Thank you. And uh, thank you so where, much. where can people find you? Yes. So my website is thelightlines.com and I do a bunch of different readings and I'm also happy to always answer questions. So feel free to shoot me an email. You can find all my information on my website. Okay. Yes. Thank you again. Yes. This is great. So Thanks for being here. Hey, we hope you liked it. That was fun. Um, so now, oh, I realized that we did not mention earlier that if you want to ask us a question, you can go to magicmondaypodcast.com and go to the ask a question um, button at the top, or you can leave us a voicemail, which we really love. So you can um, call us at 828-333-7181, 828-333-7181. And we don't have time for questions this week, ironically, after saying that, but, <clears throat> excuse me, but I think 
Is it time for my thing now? Yeah, it sure is. Okay, it's time for the energy report. I haven't commented on my song in a while, but, <laughs> but I do want to say for some reason my headphones today feel like they're extra, like I can't hear myself as well. I don't know why. So yeah, I, there's something going on with your sound today. We'll see how it, hmm, I don't know why. I hope it's okay in general. And and it's the, also the sound in my head. I hmm, wonder if that's related. I hmm. don't know. Anyway, I hope you all can hear me. All right. Anyway, the energy report is when I talk about the energy trend for the week that I've seen with my clients. Um, and I throw in, usually there's astrology affecting it as well as what I'm noticing in myself. So it was very interesting this week because it was really clearly about um, inner, well, like children, this feeling of inner children feeling alone. It, oh. it came up over and over. And then also, for some reason, animals, which I don't know um, why that's really, <laughs> it might be a reflection of this because feeling alone, like losing animals. So there was a lot of oh. that or not even just losing, but also being worried about animals. And oddly, this was shockingly not true in my own life, which, right. which as we know, has been, well, you all may not know this, but the last month has been one thing after the other with in our house with animals. But thank God, somehow Greg, my spirit cat animal best friend, is like seems totally recovered. They told oh, us good. he had lymphoma, but honestly, he looks better than ever. <laughs> His coat is like Aww. glowing. He's just he plays with a kitten all the time. I, I don't understand what happened there, but Anyway, so yeah, so that really has been the theme this week. And I do want to just throw in there about um, Mercury retrograde and the shadow, because that is something that's going to be coming up. Um, when What's the exact date? Do you have that there? Um, I will get back to you on that very soon. Okay. I think it's the 22nd. I want to say that. Maybe I should have written that down anyway no no is it later maybe it's this shadow is coming up isn't it october oh wait it's october 13th oh why do i feel like that was such a thing well i don't know i think it i that's weird i guess i had that wrong i'm really feeling it though so maybe it's the shadow thing or mars retrograde yeah well definitely mars retrograde but i know there's a lot of stuff going on with mercury right now anyway um, I think it's squaring things. Anyway, you know, I'm not an astrologer, but I do study it. You're getting there. I'm getting there slowly, slowly, but surely. Um, anyway, so I, you know, I'm just going to recommend um, my my inner child healing work. Not mine, but just I, I call it mine because I talk about it constantly. <laughs> because yeah. whenever I see clients, it's, I would say, 98% of the time their inner children come up. Um, energetically to be healed, to be held, to be nurtured, you know, um, healed by us in the session, but then later to be nurtured um, by whoever it is, you know, on a long-term basis. So yeah, I'm seeing a lot of aloneness and I do actually, to bring up astrology again, think that this 
my feeling is this is probably because we are going into Libra season. That's what September 22nd is. I knew I had oh, that right. date yes. in my head for mm-hmm. a reason. And, and it's Maven, too. It's a, the fall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Tomorrow. That, yeah. So that's why that was in my head. But um, so, yeah. So Libra season is all about relationships and being in partnership. And I have a Libra moon, which I didn't realize until recently, really emphasizes that relationship yes. element. Yes. Like, I do... I, for a long time, I used to, you know, a lot like human design, when you know yourself better, you can be more gentle with yourself. And for a long time, I would beat myself up that I didn't feel right, not in partnership. Oh. And yeah, it's really part of the Libra Moon to find a really yeah. good partner because it's like, it's all about that. So anyway, I do think this is part of why this inner child feeling alone is coming up to establish establish more of this consistent loving relationship with your inner child because the yeah. more that you feel this love the more you feel this connection the less you're looking to other relationships to complete you or to make everything okay or the less you're trying to um take responsibility for other people or go into codependent themes the more that you're there for yourself because you're not um, trying to get your needs met or you're not trying to distract yourself. This is another thing when you're taking responsibility for what isn't yours. It's really another way to distract yourself from being with yourself because mm-hmm. you're distracting yourself with all this like, oh, even if it's about I feel bad, like blaming yourself, it's still a distraction because it's not even the truth. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. Um, okay. So... I'm just going to recommend this week, uh, my, the, you know, the thing I talk about all the time, which is self-compassion. So putting your hand on your heart and saying, I see you. If you're feeling alone, if you're feeling out of sorts, just putting your hand on your heart, that activates oxytocin, the love hormone in your body, connects you to your body, grounds you in a compassionate way. So feeling that intention of compassion just by putting your hand on your heart. And saying, I see you, just putting eyes on your inner child, as I say, just putting your eyes on her, saying, you feel whatever it is, you feel lonely, you feel sad, you know, I'm here, but not trying to fix her, change her, but just noticing and giving them the the feeling like you two are in this together. Um, And then what I just got is it would be nice to you can picture yourself like in a bubble of pink light like you're in a bubble of love protected by the universe that helps bring in the universe's energy to you too attracts that love energy from your guides your high guides and angels so do that and then you can for bonus points put yourself in a little pink bubble of love Oh, I love it. Yeah. I just was doing it just now. I put my hand on my heart. I called on the pink bubble. Uh, I yeah. like the pink bubble. Yeah. So, yeah. So just um, really, and I, again, the pet thing, I'm not sure why that came up, but you can bring that pet into your bubble with you and just, um, yeah, our pets really are in a lot of ways our protectors too, especially when they pass, you know, they're there mm-hmm. for us even when they pass. Yeah. All right. So that that's it. That's the energy report this week. Okay. I loved it. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So now it's time for practical magic. 
So yay, tomorrow is a pagan holiday, Maven, <laughs> fall yay. equinox. It's the day that the moon or the sun moves into Libra. And it's the fall equinox, which is double balance, right? Because Libra is the sign of balance. Mm. And then the equinox is the time when the days and nights are of roughly equal length. And this is a, it's the second of three harvest festivals. You know, we had um, Lunasa and, and on August 1st. Mm-hmm. Of course, this is, I'm talking about the Northern Hemisphere. It's the spring equinox in the Southern Hemisphere, Ostara. So blessed Ostara to our Southern Hemisphere friends. Um, and there is always crossover. So both obviously are about balance each contains the other it's such a beautiful thing when you start tapping into the wheel of the year Mm. and being aware of like you know this is maven in the northern hemisphere and the southern hemisphere it's ostara and how then you are aware that each contains the other but not just that but like all the whole dance like the more you tap into what's happening with the sun and the moon um, throughout the year and the seasons and celebrate the seasons, it's yeah. like you've, it's it's awe inspiring. The rhythm of it, it's so beautiful and co evolved with it. Yeah, it reminds me of what you were talking about before about seeing yourself and the other people and. You know, about that book you were talking about? Yeah. Just like, like you how mean all the parts the are together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That It's um, such a beautiful part of the spiritual path in general that different ways you can connect with that awareness yeah. that the consciousness that is who we really are is one. It's all one. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And then like what we talked about with, Kate is the way that our individual lives show up, the way our personalities and our energy show up, being all diverse and beautiful. I mean, it's that's another expression, another level of it, of our uniqueness. But then the consciousness, like when you tap into your awareness, like what is that? That observing awareness, that's just the one consciousness. The one, it's there, your yeah. eternal self. It's accessible. It's not just a concept. Yeah. It's really there. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So that's one little blessing of tapping <laughs> into the wheel of the year. But um and and finding balance in general, finding a state of equilibrium. Of course, everything is always changing and moving. So complete equilibrium is not a living being you know it's like we're we're always finding our balance so that's the dynamic quality of being alive yeah and we can create more harmony libra loves harmony create more harmony by consciously finding balance and that's balance with the light and the dark and that mm. can be part of that shadow work you know mm-hmm. like we bring in the joy and the gratitude of um, Mabin is really about gratitude. It's often called the pagan Thanksgiving. So uh-huh. finding things we're grateful for in the physical world, like the harvest, you yeah. know, the food that we are eating and the beauty that surrounds us and the love that surrounds us. Um, and then also we're going into the dark, closer to the dark half of the year. We're moving towards Samhain, which is when the veil becomes thin between the world of the living and the world of the dead. It's when we start to become 
um, feel like celebrate the other side, the dark half Mm -hmm. and the awareness that we shift into um, another form of consciousness, another form of life when we shift out of this life experience. So there's light and there's shadow and we can find the balance there. So this week for Mabin, you could um, do a ritual where you connect, or Osara, really both. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both about balance, where you connect with the elements. Mm. So you could just call on the elements. You could do a meditation where you become, aw- like you could face east or you could face north. And you could become aware of the different directions around you and connect with the elements in their respective directions. So, you know, that's east is air and south is fire and north uh, and and west is water and north is earth and then um, the pole the connection the sort of pillar that connects you to the earth the core of the earth and the cosmos in the center that's the element of spirit so you could do a meditation or you could actually stand up and face east and call on the spirits of air and connect with the element of air and then turn to the south and call on fire you know turn to the west call on water turn toward the north call on earth and connect with the earth and the cosmos for spirit and just really feel that sense the different elements and the different directions in this time of balance and invoke the quality of balance and then you could feel gratitude for all the blessings in your life the simple blessings in your life the mysterious quality of this life experience and um then you could fin- you could feel m- even more gratitude say thanks to the elements and then enjoy a delicious meal mm. for the harvest festival for even more balance and grounding you could do this by yourself or you could do it with a group I like that also because it's like another way to not feel alone, you know, to remember that you're here yeah. with all the elements, yes. you know, that we're never alone. We are part of the earth. You're part of all of it. Yes, it's all within you. You're within the world and the universe and the universe is within you. Yeah. Um. I also, oh, was that it? Yeah. That's okay. Practical magic. I, I do feel bad or like a bad Jew because Rosh Hashanah starts. Oh, right. Yeah, yes. I, I didn't mention that last week. Well, now you are. Now I am. But it would have been for <laughs> last week. But it's that we record on Fridays and it's today. It starts today. Oh, well. Yeah. And it's it lasts the week. So just. Well, now would be the time, right? Yeah. Like yeah. It's, yeah. It's still happening. You, you had to start with guilt. So maybe <laughs> well, you are. I am a, a good, good Jew. Jew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really not a good Jew, but I am a Jew through and through (laughs) whether I'm good or bad um so yeah that's something and we're um celebrating the Shabbat by playing pickleball (laughs) oh so uh not really that's not what you're supposed to do (laughs) Friday night's really Shabbat night where you're supposed to light candles and stuff but it's okay we're celebrating in our own way just me and Brett which we haven't done it's so exciting Anyway, that's another story. Oh, uh, yeah. That you're celebrating and you haven't before? No, no, we haven't. Well, kind of, yeah. But what I mean is we haven't played pickleball before <laughs> together. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> well, that is exciting. Mm-hmm. It is real exciting. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think we have. Well, this is how I celebrate Rosh Hashanah or any holiday. Yom Kippur. I just buy some challah bread or brioche and say, this is just like challah bread. And then like maybe we'll make matzo ball soup. And that's about it. <laughs> Here are some Jewish foods that I used to have growing up. Anyway, my mom used to call challah bread holly bread, and I was like, and apparently that's like extra Jew-ish way oh. to say it, because nobody I knew called it that, but then I found out it's like, like once I realized I was a Jew in my 20s, nobody I knew called it holly bread, and I was like, why aren't people calling this holly bread? But it's because like, I guess the um, Orthodox, my mom grew up Orthodox, and Orthodox Jews in Brooklyn used to call it holly bread. Oh. So I was like, oh, okay, so I really am. I'm I'm extra Jewish. All right, enough of that. Now, where can we find you, Tess? <laughs> uh, you can find me on my website at TessWhitehurst.com. That's where you can learn about the Good Vibe Tribe Online School of Magical Arts and get on the waiting list. And you can find me on Instagram at Tess4444, on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, and on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. And where can we find you? You can find me at highestlighthealing.com. And actually, um, I recorded the energy tune-up class from yesterday. So if you would like a recording of it, you can find it on there on my website. Um, as well as other classes, you can schedule a session with me on there. And you can at highestlighthealing.com. Did I already say that? I don't know. I don't know. And then you can also find me on Instagram at highestlighthealing. And I talk, I often give messages from my guides and things on there. So come on and join me. Why not? Oh, and you can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com. We have a really nice Facebook group um, of listeners, Magic Monday Podcast listeners. You can ask to join um, Magic Monday Pod on Facebook and Magic Monday Podcast on Instagram. Yep. And you can call us. We already Oh, yeah. You can call us. 828-333-7181. I like to say it in my voiceover (laughs) voice. (laughs) All righty. So now we'll pick our cards for the week. I'm picking from Rebecca Campbell, Work Your Light. Oh, nice. I am picking from my Oracle deck, The Magic of Flowers Oracle. Very excited. Do you want to write that down so we remember? Oh, yeah. Thank you for reminding me. You're welcome. Work Your Light. That's right. By Rebecca Campbell. Um, okay. You want to you do your? Did you already pick a card? Yeah. So I drew Pansy, which I actually drew a couple weeks ago, oh, which yeah. is um, contemplate. It appears that you could benefit from taking a step back and thinking mm. things over before taking action. Or drawing this card could simply be an indication that your spirit desires some time of quiet contemplation, perhaps in the form of meditation, study or a solitary walk or retreat. Whatever the circumstances and object of inquiry, this is certainly not a time to rush or take impulsive action. So, and it also talks about maybe you want to investigate, just sort of like look at the big picture, take some time to rest and think. And I think this goes well with the uh, equinox energy. Mm. It's just really get... Because Libra is about balance. Mm-hmm. I also feel like Libra is about creating space, mm-hmm. too. Like totally. Just 
letting there be space around your thoughts so you can see and even like decision making, you know, like really kind of letting yourself not feel like you have to rush into making a decision this week, just like going, moving into Libra season with an openness and a, a silence. That reminds me of what Kate said about generators. Like allowing oh. it to come to you. Oh, right. Okay. And I picked transformation. Mm. Things are changing at a cellular level, deep healing. Uh, you are not who you were a year ago or who you will soon be. You are in between, emerging, half risen, half falling. Keep doing the work. You are transforming. You will look back at this time with awe. So much is happening in your inner world and within your cells. So interesting. This is feeling so much like what my guides were like literally like re I was feeling reprogrammed. It's time to release old ways of being that have kept you in fight, flight, freeze mode. To choose a new way of being where trauma is not the driving force. Old childhood Ooh. patterns are rising up to be healed. This is the message this month. Mm -hmm. As you allow yourself to observe them and feel them without attachment, they loosen their grip and fall away. You are being called to find new ways to self-soothe. I love that. That's also like reparenting yourself. You're feeling that aloneness. Re new find new ways to reparent yourself. Okay. Uh, Saturn and the Black Madonna and the African goddess Ocean influence this card. Um. Saturn represents destruction and transformation. The Black Madonna represents the underground and all that's been cast aside. And Ocean represents the tender love of the original mother. A re-threading is happening, healing at the deepest of levels. While you are in this phase, don't push yourself under pressure to perform. You may need to review your relationship with your body, perhaps even shifting your diet or exercise or regime or getting energetic healing support. You may also need to consider some kind of emotional support as issues from your childhood may come up to be healed. You are deeply loved. I'm just going to, I don't usually say this part, but I want to say it. Work your light activation. Hold the card on your heart. Obviously, you don't have to do that. Put your hand on your heart and say, I allow myself to receive the deepest healing and transfer transformation for change to happen at a cellular level. Yeah. I love that. Yes. <sighs> All right. So I feel like they go well together. Like yeah. the take this step back so that you can kind of like, transform on a deep level yeah and self-soothe and really yeah. just be kind to yourself take care of yourself yeah all right we're sending you all lots of love thanks for listening bye something already <laughs> Ugh, lazy crystals